Cool. All right. Well. Well. Are we recording? My... Oh, we are. Excellent. <sighs> Jacob's getting nude right now. <laughs> taking off my. Uh... This is. I'm always nude, but today Jacob's joining me. <laughs> taking off my sweatshirt. Yeah, and in the recording booth, it easily hits uh, 30 degrees. That's about 100 plus degrees for you American listeners out there. Uh, and it becomes a real sweat box. We're in an 8x8 cube. Uh, so uh-huh. we have to strip down usually. I like to get oiled up. Keeps the, the heat. Does it? Yeah. It doesn't. I was wondering about that because you're very slippery afterwards. Whenever I spoon you, it's a, bed, I'm like after, a greased after, hog. Yeah, you just slip out of my hands. We have, uh, on Sundays, occasionally we have games where we run out and we let the... The children try and catch me. <laughs> like, I knew where the sentence was going, but I really didn't want to finish it, but I had to, you know? You ever watch a greased pig competition, by the by? No. Uh, it's pretty funny. Maybe that's why those little girls were waiting outside that's the door. True. That's true. They were waiting to catch us. There were two ninjas outside our door. Uh, very that's dangerous. a little racist. Call them ninjas. That's even more racist because <laughs> ninjas are Japanese and these were Chinese children, Jacob. Oh, and that's double That's, that's double even racist. more racist that you're insinuating that Chinese that's people... That's you're insinuating. Chinese people can't be ninjas. I mean, wow. <laughs> well, they can't be. Because ninjas don't exist. Ninjas were never... A, a real thing, historic. Well, I mean, they were, but it was, like, different than people imagine. The idea that you're, like, ninjutsu and all that shit, and, like, the ninja clans. It's like, oh, fuck off. Don't. Naruto's come on. Don't don't ninja-splain to me. I, I know, man. You, you ninja know? I ninja know. Okay. Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music. Life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, So what's on the schedule today? Today on Real Human Beings, we're going to be talking about food and all the places that you can find food. We're also going to have a little preview of an upcoming series that I'm very excited about. I'm pretty also excited, but in a way that's more than Jacob. And I couldn't think of a word that's more than excited. And last but not least, uh, we're going to come up with our picks of the week. Yeah. Check it out, man. Boom! Well, that was a long and rambling uh, intro. Well, unlike <laughs> unlike all our focused ones <laughs> before. Say, I was going to say, here's to a focused and tight uh, discussion. Discourse? What do we call these? It's just a conversation. Yeah. This one's this one's super loose, I feel like. Yeah, well, it's like we're in a conversation alleyway. We're about to get mugged. Like, you can see the person. And you're, like, getting ready. But you don't know how the fight's going to go down. But you're, like, planning out the moves a little bit. I wish, sometimes I wish this was a YouTube show, so I could put up on there, like, a number of, number of Alden metaphors. Like, ding! Um, so today, I, I thought it would be a good idea, because we've mentioned it kind of in passing before, mm-hmm. we've never dedicated an entire episode to it, 
but just talking about something that all of us do, which is, and all of us, some of us do more than others, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like me, is eat. Yeah, eating, yeah. eating. But I mean, you, I mean, some people don't eat. Yeah, some people don't eat, and then they die. And then they die. What are you talking about? But your st- your first statement where everybody does it, not everybody eats. You know. There's... Are you trying to high road me again? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Are you saying there's starving people in... No, I'm not going to imply that. I'm just implying that it's a it's a choice. I don't know where I was going with this. Let's talk about food instead. <laughs> I feel like either way you can go with that oh, would shit. be bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some food. So I guess I feel like we've, we've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. but we've never dedicated an entire episode to it. So right now I just want to tell you kind of about our experiences with food and uh, yeah, just go Spe- through I guess specifically things. food in China. Uh, right. I in, mean, in well, our town. Sure, yeah, in in the town where we live in China. Yeah. Um, you might have heard things from, like, other other guests. I believe mm-hmm. your family talked a lot about going to some like restaurants that are going to get yeah, yeah. brought up later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just give a little bit more background to that for anybody who's interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to start off, uh, I guess... Describe Chinese food in four words. In four words. Mm-hmm. Not like... Chinese American food. <laughs> Chinese hyphen American. Yeah, yeah, I'm hyphenating that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Bam. I, okay. I just did it. That's excellent. That's great. Um, and that's how I would say it's it's really not like no. Chinese American food if you've had it. North American food, I guess, if we're being inclusive to yeah. Canada as well here. Yeah. Uh but it, it's it's not. Yeah. Uh it's it's not like, only it's not only uh, you know prepared with local ingredients, but it's also a different culinary style too. We're sure. in the Northeast. Uh, most Chinese American uh, food that you will find is heavily influenced by the South. So it's dim sum, uh, chow mein, those sort of things. Those are Southern style dishes. Uh, and we are in the Dongbei region, which is is the Northeast region. It's very different and lots of spices. Uh, yeah, but know. even even like. Um... Even like Chinese food, yeah. like like doesn't have like even even American Chinese food yeah. doesn't have like, well like like they have like um like spring rolls or whatever yeah. those yeah. aren't Chinese yeah. they have like you know Japanese food in yeah. there too it's like a fusion yeah. it's basically Asian yeah. food in general yeah um, but yes here 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 it's like genuine I guess yeah. and like. uh, you know it 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 can kind of put yourself into a different perspective I guess for context for the listeners. Um, the town that we're in, near the school where we work, there's a there's just a strip um, with a bunch of restaurants on it, which yeah. supply a lot of the food to the students and to the teachers. So you have options. Uh, there's also like McDonald's and KFC and whatever. Like we'll that. get to those. Yeah. Um, but the strip itself maybe goes for half a kilometer, and all along it is strung a series of restaurants. And for Jacob and I, we roughly come down to about five choices i could say confidently oh, yeah. that okay. we could say from the from the strip five things that we could rotate through sure on any given day that are all somewhat different but um, at the same time there's a lot of crossover with yes. all of these ones yes um, and there's a lot of places that we skip just because we don't either know what it is or it just doesn't look appealing yeah, yeah. or, or really it's just it. uh, like you said uh, a 
one restaurant is much alike. Yeah, so uh, one of the ones that we go to a lot is uh, Chun Lai. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with Chun a, Lai with a, with a with a one that you know we're we're dedicated. Yeah, this is, a, uh, is that like, Chun Lai is like mountains. spring coming yeah. awakening or something. Spring like awakening. That. Yeah. yeah, it's like spring coming into the yeah yeah something or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's got your. What I would consider kind of is my baseline of like yeah. normal fare. Yeah. It's got like rice. Rice with yeah. meat. Yeah. Fried rice with meat. Yeah, it's got fried, fried rice. rice. Yeah. Um it's got sort of like this stuff called Gobaro, which is twice fried pork. This is really good. Yeah. It's got um so so the thing that I usually I usually uh alternate between a few things, but one of them is uh the fried rice with bacon mm-hmm. and egg, which is like a really great breakfast food. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like bacon and egg, you know, but just get some fried rice yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also get the skewered fried pork. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Um, also with rice, uh, I love the love the lo mein mm-hmm. um, vegetable or mm-hmm. I, I get bacon a lot too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that bacon. Like this cumin chicken. So the, I was gonna mention yeah. that the cumin chicken, yeah. very very good. So the thing is, is like Chun Lai though. There's a restaurant literally two doors down from it. Which we don't know the name of. We call, yeah, call right. it purple, we call it Purple Beads. I guess but, we should probably say that too. Yeah, none of these ones. A lot of these ones we don't. Know we just the name make up of, the names. We just make up the name. Yeah, it's identical. Yeah, Purple Beads is identical. Purple Beads is, serves the same food. Yeah. Um, but there's like small variations. You're yeah. going to, to develop a palette between the, the minor variations <laughs> yeah. between the two. But Chun Lai uh, is sort of the baseline experience. You're going to find Dongbei classics. So. Um, fried rice, you're going to find a lot of this called Disan Chen, which is mm. the three treasures, three buried treasures, which is eggplant, potato, and um, like garlic or onion or something like that, basically. And just sort of throw it together, and it's usually pretty saucy based. Um, Gobro is twice red pork, as we've already alluded to. Cumin chicken is uh, fried chicken with a lot of cumin and star anise. Tastes good. It tastes really good. Uh, usually peppers are involved too, like just green or green peppers, generally. Yeah. And the spice levels are pretty. Uh, average, you know. I don't know. It's not gonna blast your face off. Oh, oh, you mean like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, one uh, thing I'll definitely say is that the sort of what we call the Chun Lai base experience, heavy on the salt. Uh, yeah, the salt is There's very heavy. A lot heavy. of sodium. A lot of sodium in a lot of the Chinese food here, good. Good. which is something that some people take a bit to get used to. Uh, it certainly is uh, problems for some people. Other yeah. people really like it though, because salt is naturally flavorful and. This is good. Yeah, this is good. Probably not great for yeah. health wise, yeah. but so Chun Lai also conveniently it's our sort of our go to. It also is like the very first restaurants on the strip. Mm-hmm. It's the it's, it's the the end of it. So if we sort of start, imagine viewer, listener, dear reader, uh, imagine uh, one of those is right. <laughs> Chun Lai at the end, and if you take um, maybe about a thirty second walk, you find yourself at. Uh, one of our guilty pleasures, which is Fonzai. I think that's fair for the the second. So yeah, Fonzai is uh, fun, the full name is Fonzai Burger. Yeah, I Fonzai, believe. Burger. Fonzai um, Happy Burger. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it is a burger burger shop. It's a knock-off. it's like a franchise. Yeah. yeah, it looks it looks a lot like Burger King, mm-hmm. like from all the pictures and whatnot. It serves beef burgers, but I've never got a beef burger. There. No, I've always gotten chicken. Yeah, isn't that the weird? That's the weird. They serve thing. a spicy chicken burger. Uh. Um, and some fries, and it's just like a, a drink. It's very basic. Yeah, super it's basic. Very basic. It's very quick, though. That's yeah. the reason why I always go there. Yeah, and it's um, relatively cheap. Yeah. You just walk in. Yeah, and so this is skipping a little bit, but there's another place called Dico's, mm-hmm. which is almost the same, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit 
upscaled. It's a little bit upscaled than Fonsai, mm-hmm. and like the burger is not so the 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 bun is not so soggy. Yeah. The fries are a little bit crisper, girthier. Yeah, I would say Ooh. to use your uh-huh. favorite word. Um, but yeah, I prefer Fonzai. Weirdly, yeah. I like yeah. that kind of that it's little slummy. Yeah, a little, a little little crummy. Yeah. It's a little crummy. It's yeah. a little bit. It's a little bit soggy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The I, I don't know. It just it just yeah. it's good that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't like it though. It gives them uh, indigestion. Yeah, like that. which is I don't know. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. You need to have a strong resolve. Right? You got, fonzai, got to yeah. be Fonzai. Yeah. But it is it is sort of our quick and dirty guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, so we have Chun Lai, Fonzai, and then there's going to be a quiz at the end of this. Yeah. What, so, come, what know, comes next? Better, I'm wandering better. along our, our mental maze. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, next one is uh, I haven't been there in a really long time, yeah, but La Mei. Fell off. Yeah. La Mei. There's uh, La Mei is uh, spicy sister. Yeah. Is that the name? The, of it, the translation La is spice in yeah. Chinese, and Mei is is sister. M E I. So, uh, this place is kind of, again, mm-hmm. kind of representative of, of a larger one, kind mm-hmm. of like Fonsai is. Um, and it's like a hot pot place. Yeah. And hot pot is where you, basically, they have a bunch of different ingredients mm-hmm. in a fridge or yeah. out or something. Mm-hmm. And you just throw them into a pot mm-hmm. and then they make the soup for you. Yeah. Um, and they bring and it up for you. So, you can mix and match. You can figure out what you like. Quail and, eggs are really good. Yeah. Um, Alden's very, uh, very adventurous when it comes to hot pot, mm-hmm. or uh, I, I, I tend not to be. The, the word they use is malatong, which is the this to describe the dish. Right. Um. So they they give you the bowl uh, of soup uh-huh. and the noodles and the whatnot that you've made. It's called mala or malatong. Yeah. And so the big the big question is after you give the guy your soup, mm-hmm. do you want la? He goes lada. And you, yeah, yeah. Which do, basically do you means want do you want spice, spice or not? Yeah. And some people some people can't handle the spice. Yeah. The spice um, is extreme. It's the eh. it's the Szechuan spice, yeah. spice, which if you're not used to it, it's def- very different yeah. than the American style spices. Uh, Szechuan pepper numbs the tongue. And gives a tingling feeling to the lips. Um, wow, this is like a cooking show. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did this turn into cooking with Anthony Bourdain? That's, his, <laughs> that's the name of a show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I don't know. I never time. found it that spicy. I mean, it's yeah. like spicy, but it's not. They like... also serve dumplings, yeah. which is very crucial. Yeah, I do like the dumplings. Mm-hmm. They, so they have jiaozi, yeah. uh, which is like the classic. There's, there's two. There's baozi, which is the, the bigger big boys. one. And then Jiaozi, yeah, Jiaozi is the smaller, the smaller dumpling. If you've had and, like uh, pot stickers or yeah, like rice wrapped dumplings, that's what Jiaozi is. Jiaozi, and and their Jiaozi is good, and you can choose between pan fried mm-hmm. and just boiled. Yeah, uh, pan fried comes out like super super hot. It burns. Yeah, through your so yeah, so might as well just get it boiled. Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good lot. that's a, that's a good one in the winter time when you want really warm. Definitely, in the definitely. War, in the, you know, in the um, summer it's. Uh, a friend of the pod, real human being, Amanda Joyce, has sworn that one off. Yes, uh, so because she traumatic. found a she found a worm in it. Yeah, or but like whatever, <laughs> she's a whatever. <laughs> it's fine. People get scared about things. You can eat worms. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, moving along from La May, you keep traveling along, and you look to your right, and you see a blue sign, and inside is uh, the Asian. <laughs> Let me go with this analogy. It's basically Bob's Burgers. But if it was in China. Except it doesn't serve burgers. And so the next one after that is... uh, No, please explain more. So there's this place called... uh, Among the teachers it's known as Muslim Noodle. 
because the family that owns it is of the um, Hui people, which are Muslim practicing uh, ethnic group within China. Um, and so it is traditionally Western style food. Um, and they have Western Chinese, Western Chinese. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's a lot of sort of noodles and there's like chuar, which is fried meats on skewers. And, uh, it's run by sort of a squat pot bellied man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he's got a wife and a kid and, and she, the kid runs around the restaurant all yeah. that. And so in all them eyes in, in our, in our head canon, yeah. we're imagining it like Bob's Burgers. Yeah, like it does has, feel, and it's called Ma's and, Place. Yeah. That's the name. It's Maji in, yeah. in Chinese, which is basically translates to Ma's Place. So it's like Bob's Burgers. Yeah, it's like Bob's Burgers. So, and, and Ma is a last name traditionally used by Western Chinese, so it's a family name. Uh, usually yeah. Muslim, yeah. Yeah, usually um, Muslim. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Wait. It's nice. We ate there today, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Very got f- like, it's got like a slight different, like, yeah. uh, it, a lot of the ingredients are all the same, mm-hmm. but like it's got different The way they spice. put it together. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how else to describe it besides yeah. that, to it's be more, um It's more uh, savory. Rather than spicy, sure, okay, that's it's good. Got, it's got more punch with the herbs rather than with like any mm. sort of particular um, spice itself. Mm-hmm. Lots of garlic, yeah, lots of garlic. That's um, true. That's true. It's it's very tasty and it's very cheap too. This is another thing too. All these restaurants that we're going through are so far. Yeah, there's no, cheap. there's no, there's no really expensive one. About your normal, a normal dish would probably cost like two, three bucks. Yeah, um, if that. Yeah, so it's uh, great. yeah, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving right along, we have next a uh, uh, one that made you sick recently. Yeah, I ate again uh, there and I'm fine. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So you can never be sure. Uh, a place we call we like to call a sizzling plate. Yeah. Um, so this this one's fun. Yeah. Uh, because it's uh, tiny. Yeah, it's it's very it's like five Four. tables if maybe. That. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the the food comes out. You point a lot of yeah. it's pointing, but uh, but the food comes out on this like stone. Uh, yeah. Hot towel. Bowl, yeah. yeah. And uh, and it's and it's like sizzling. It's like bubbling. Yeah. It's got like um the one that I always get is uh like potato. pork and potatoes and it's got like some veggies mm-hmm. and like peppers and stuff. Um, with a sauce. With a sauce and it's like very hot and it's sizzling when it comes mm-hmm. out. You also get rice with it, and mm-hmm. uh, you kind of like mix the two together. It's great. very good, very yeah. very good. Cheap again too. Mm-hmm. Um, at lunchtime, you have to do, at lunchtime you have to make reservations, which is I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a great little place tucked away. And you like the kimchi one? I like the kimchi one. I'm a fan of that one. Yeah. Just because kimchi is nice to have, uh, and the the tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> but kimchi itself is nice to have. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, right along the strip still, there's at least one more place that I can think of, and it's right on the corner. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a fusion of Japanese and Korean, Korean food. Some people call it Jiria. Yeah. Corner Korea. Yeah. I prefer corner Korea. I like Jiria. Yeah. Or if you want it, you can say, uh, Crapanese. Yeah. It's very funny. Like um, not my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite. Happy that's Cat fun. is another victim. Yeah, so Happy Cat was the other one, and, and that's kind of why I was, was talking about Corner yeah. Korea, because Corner Korea is the only place where you can get chicken dambari anymore. Yeah. Chicken dambari is very simple dish. It's mayo, like, chicken, it's like, rice. Yeah, mayo, <laughs> breaded chicken, and rice, mm. and that's literally it. Yeah. But there was this place that we called Happy Cat mm-hmm. that closed down. I know. It was uh, devastating. We got a happy cat because they had like a little, waving cat. The little neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little little cat things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so mm. very sad. Uh, then, then we have we we had a Mexican restaurant actually yeah, open up recently. But I think that kind of uh, yeah, it kind of died down. I, it was opened by every, up by an ex student. Oh really? Yeah, she went overseas and came back and started oh, a Mexican. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, no. and that's kind of like a secondary one that we'll we'll also get into. But mm-hmm. like Western food is hard to find. Yes. We used to have one that uh, was in along the strip called Tony K's. Oh. And uh, Tony K's was not... It was a chain. Yeah, it was a chain. And it wasn't great food per se. It wasn't a chain like McDonald's or something like that. It was way more unofficial than yeah, that. It was like uh, four restaurants. Yeah, it was, it was more like... be more like... Um, yeah, I can't think of a good example. Uh, White Spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, of a Rochester one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Barbecue, except yeah, yeah. not really that impressive. Um, but, but Tony K's would have... Uh, they had pizza. Mm-hmm. They had... Um, Pasta, they had burgers, they had burgers, they had pasta, the fries, and everything was everything was more expensive. This one you're paying for pretty much like the equivalent. Yeah, I would say but for it, like lower quality. Yeah, like, but it was a change of pace, which was yeah. really welcome. And it's like and it something was close different. Too. It's close. Yes, you don't have to go very far. Mm-hmm. Um, it was usually pretty big and also yeah. not too crowded, so yeah. that was nice. Um, yeah. Now, now we have a, a different cafe called Impressions, which. In Alden's words, didn't leave that much of an impression. Ho ho! Um, but uh, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> but yeah, no, not not as fun, not as nice as uh, because because like Tony K's, you get a burger, yeah, and and stuff. Yeah. I feel like impressions. What, what do they? Mm-hmm. Do they have burgers? No, they had sandwiches. They had sandwiches, and they run out of sandwiches. Yeah, I guess we should try and give impressions another chance. Yeah, we only know what they want. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Western food, hard to find. Sometimes you get a hankering for it. Yeah. Um, and pretty much the only other place to go if you want that is, like, a chain. Like, yeah. uh, at least in, in our little sleepy town yeah. is, like, McDonald's and yeah. KFC. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut also exists, but I... Ugh. Yeah, Jacob Went there once. Jacob I was like, ugh, this isn't pizza. Yeah. Barely pizza. Um, so... Those places are further out too. Mm-hmm. You have to actually walk and or take a cab. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to walk a far piece. Um, once you go go to KFC and McDonald's, mm-hmm. you're pretty much down by the mall. Mm-hmm. And once you get there, another place that you would want to go to is uh, there's this noodle place. Mall I don't noodle. know. No idea what the name mall is. Mall noodle. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good name for it. But it's so good. Yeah, the new, the, you get a ton of noodles for yeah. 10 guai. It's Massive. crazy. There's it's a great. sweet and sour one that I love. It's yeah. a cool noodle. Oh. It's Yeah, it's cool. It's like it's like not hot, which yeah. is weird. It's I get good. the same one every single I time, get the same one every time I love that one. Yeah. But I mean, I just it's the first one yeah. I ever tried. I'm yeah. just like, this is my thing. Yeah. It's got like peanuts yeah. and like bok choy. Yeah, bit and, of spice. Yeah, and uh, and noodles. And mm. it, is, it is They got this wonderful. flavorful broth. Yeah. Man, this hits the spot. It's it's good. Yeah. That that one that one's pretty high up there because yeah. you go out and you get some groceries yeah. from the supermarket that's out there, yeah. and then you also uh, get some to do that. Yeah. So within our town, there are restaurants that are are they're quite, like sit down. They're sit down proper restaurants. Yeah. They're not like the strip ones, which are a bit more dine and dash. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And exactly. the the the, the, two, the two that spring to my mind are donkey dumplings and leg of lamb. Uh-huh. Um, leg of and lamb. Rooftop get, rooftop barbecue. rooftop barbecue. Of course. Yeah, sorry, that's the, the other one that I should do. Rooftop barbecue is um, exactly what it sounds like. It's a barbecue place, a chuar place. Chuar is uh, meat on a skewer, essentially, um, fried. Again, heavy on the cumin, uh, usually lamb. Um, yeah. 
but good. it's literally on a rooftop. Yeah, and it's it's cool to see the um, when they're cooking the meat. Yeah, uh, and like the steam just yeah. go, flies up yeah. in the air. Yeah. It, you can only eat there in the during summer. the summer. Yeah. Like it's, otherwise, yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah. Just just go there then. Yeah. yeah, but it's great in the summer. And uh, you got cheap so beer and you got cheap meat and you're just sitting there. And it's great looking out over yeah, the rooftops. You can see the, the stars yeah. and yeah. yeah, it's further up, so mm-hmm. it takes a little while to get. These restaurants that we're talking about now are definitely further afield. Um, then it, continuing along from rooftop right kitty corner to it is a place called we call Donkey Dumplings, mm-hmm. which is literally somebody's house. It's like literally their house. Yeah. Uh, we, you sit in their bedroom yeah. to eat if it's overcrowded. And uh, it's just a, a husband and wife who run this place. And they serve, uh, they're, they're no, the reason it's called Donkey Dumplings is because they actually have dumplings with donkey meat in them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're greasy and tasty, but they've just got some of the best food. Yeah. It's like... A particular style. I don't know what they do it's, with it. It's all the same stuff too, like di chan yeah. and yeah. Uh, gobaro. I, yeah, I can't forget. Bon san ding. Yeah, bon san ding. That's yeah. another one. Gambian dojo. Um, yeah. There's yeah, which is this? Uh, there's this uh, the cucumber. Yeah. Uh, peanut cucumber and peanut. Are, it's a like cucumber, vinegar, peanuts, and red onions. Yeah, that one's really good. Mm-hmm. Or um, then they have the fried, the fried. Which which one's the fried uh, green? The, uh, Gambian dojo. Yeah. Um, which is like fried green beans, green beans and beans, garlic with spice, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and roof rooftop has it too. Yep. Every rooftop? restaurant, every restaurant has these. Yeah. It's just but they it's do it like differently. Who who you yeah. who you which style you like yeah. the most? Yeah. Who cooks it the way you right. like it? Exactly. So some some people swear by the donkey dumplings gobaro. Yeah. Other people hate it. Yeah. You know, it's it's all very. You have to you have to try it first yeah. to figure out which one is yeah. your your favorites. Um, but then the cherry on top for yes. me, at least, this is like, my personal. It's, it's that's not, my personal. It's number one. Too. It's yeah, number one. My, number one because it's the best across the board. Is yeah. leg of lamb without oh. a doubt. Also, shout out from you know Alden's family when they came yeah. here. They also loved. Like, so you know, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how many other people. Leg of play. lamb. It's it's focus is that you go and you get lamb there. You can get a you oh get, man, and the lamb yeah. is so good. Yeah, it's like fall off the bone, great meat, spices. and like legit, it's on a bone. It's yeah. on like a bone. They just cut off the yeah. hock. They cook yeah. it right then. Uh, you get it in gin. A gin is five hundred grams. That's about. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. matter. It's, it's five hundred grams worth of meat is one gin. So you can get a. It's like, a lot. <laughs> four gins would feed six people, maybe eight people comfortably. Uh, um, we once ordered seven. That was way too much. It's so good. Uh, and, and, and the other thing is, is that um, it doesn't come out, it all comes out at different times. Yeah. So you get like all the other stuff first. that comes out first. Yeah. And you oh, man, that stuff is so good too, yeah. though. That's the thing. Yeah. It's all on such a high level. Yeah. And it's all my favorite yeah. that 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 uh, leg of lamb yeah. is without a doubt. And you got you have to pace yourself because it is the Goboro. Some people hate it. Some people love it. But I think for Jacob and I. It's like the all. It's just the all rounder. It's the best all rounder. There's yeah. really no other way of describing it. Yeah. Its price is reasonable. You got great food. You got a great atmosphere. It's very germery, which is um, sort of dirty floors and the tables aren't totally clean. And there's somebody like hacking a dart in the back and like the waitress is sort of standing there, sort of watching people fight over who gets to pay the bill. Yeah, it was funny. Um, usually we go. Uh, on special groups. occasions with large groups, and yeah. so they have like a they have like a table in the back. A presidential suit. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. It's very nice. Um, but one time we were there just with uh, uh, another friend of ours, and so it was just three of us, and we were sitting in like the mm-hmm. the room proper, and yeah, so, v- witnessing a guy like 
fight his buddy over yeah. who was gonna pay the bill. Yeah, that was pretty weird. It was funny. I've seen that twice now. It's yeah. great. It's, Both it's, at Legoland. Yeah, that's so crazy. Every time. So, anyways, though, uh, long story short, Legoland was great. Legoland. Um, if you wanna, everything else is further afield. Yes, and you have to go out. But I just wanted to mention a few few things go for that it. outside of it. Um, in in the all the all whatever kaifetchu yeah. um there's a couple places there's deli harbor yep which is a not actually a restaurant but they do serve sandwiches yeah, it's a like deli. a deli yeah and uh that's pretty much they have they have nice sandwiches yep um which are cool mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the places where you can get like kind of a western style sandwich yep. um that's not like subway because yep. you know don't like don't want that all the time mm-hmm. um one of the other places is Sundays, yeah, which is another um, Western it's a, style. It's sort of vaguely Mexican. Yeah, and so they have fajitas, which yeah. are, is probably my favorite. It's great, um, uh, which you can get there. Also, a milkshake. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only places you can get milkshake. And then uh, family curry. Yeah, family curry is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't know who doesn't like. I don't know why people don't like family yeah. curry, but um, the, sort of the naan, the yeah. cheese naan. I mean, yeah, it's it's your typical. It's like a typical Indian yeah, restaurant, right. but like being in China, yeah. having something different it's like, oh. is is really cool. <laughs> uh, Obsidian also deserves mention, I think. Obsidian, yeah. Obsidian is a bar, mm-hmm. uh, but they also have like a grill. And, um, yeah, they got a good burger. Yeah, pulled pork sandwich yeah. I've had there, yeah. um, which is nice. Uh, again, not, like not, it, you know, a lot of it is about the variation. And the thing is, it's not like you would never say this pulled pork sandwich is pulled pork back in America. It would be something weird and different. But compared uh, I mean, to everything it's else, fine. It's just like it would be mediocre. It'd be like yeah. mediocre. Mediocre. Um, so that's Kaifachu. Yeah. Um, if you go even further down, um, the big place that. I can think of is uh, a chain restaurant that's in other cities as well called a place called Blue Frog. Mm-hmm. And Blue Frog uh, has the best deals mm-hmm. on Mondays. You can get a two-for-one burger. Mm-hmm. They have like and the best drinks. burgers. Yeah, two-for-one drinks and burgers. And, uh, oh man, the burgers are like high-quality like good Big burgers. Boy burgers. Yeah. They are expensive. Um, so something. it really only makes sense to go there on a yeah. Monday for me, I think. Because then you get two burgers yeah. and you take one home. Yeah. Oh, the best. A couple little other mentions <sighs> in Dalian. We got Brooklyn Bar, which is a popular hangout for a lot of the expat community. Yeah. Um, just serves like good Western style food and, and beer. And then we also have Devolution, which is a, I'm a fan of, which is a brew pub. Um, so craft beer is a big weakness of mine. And it's slowly catching on in, in China and the people who are making it and doing it are very passionate and dedicated people, but it's very small scale operations. Yeah, so you kind of have to go hunt, like, uh, for example, cool fish is another one. You have to like go to the back of a warehouse to find it. Yeah. Like it, the yeah, places all, the, are all these craft it. beer places. Yeah. That's a lot of China in general yeah. is like, you have to know someone or you have to like go through these weird, like motions yeah, of knowing to, where it is. To go where it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that we haven't been mentioning and is kind of ironic uh, is something that I agree with friend of the pod Amanda Joyce on is uh, I don't really care for seafood that much yeah. and ironically Dalian is known as like the seafood a, a great seafood city mm-hmm. so um, that's one thing that I probably will not really experience ever yeah. to be honest I, I should try it I should try it more I should be more adventurous but I just I, just, I don't know I've never really liked seafood so I'm a seafood boy myself yeah big, I'm a big fan of it Do, would you ever want to go to a seafood like a Chinese style? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For the experience? Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, so that, those are all places that you go out to eat. Yeah. What about what about if you want to cook? Well, cooking in is very easy in China. Uh, buying produce and and stuff for for food is very cheap at the local markets. So they have farmer markets on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and in our town, um, that's also where you can find some really good street food. Um, so this is things like uh, sort of flatbread with chives and onions, things like that. There are a lot of sort of things that are available at the market. Uh, and you can end up with a week's worth of veg for under six bucks, and yeah. with that, you're able to cook a lot of stuff at home, which I've never really taken no. advantage of. Be- but it still exists. The thing the is, is that, is the still thing exists. is, is that for a Westerner in China, you're making a salary comparable to what you make back at home, which means that your purchasing power is much higher, and the food in restaurants is very cheap, which means it's just easier to go out and buy food. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I really just... Yeah, you get home from work at 6 o'clock and you're like, I don't want to cook. How am I going to have a family? And, like, I like how You're going to marry a very traditional woman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Um, You're going to marry... You're going to marry Ann Coulter. I... Wow. That would be really awful. And I was gonna say I was yeah. gonna say some more about the yeah. the market yeah, of course. stuff here. Yeah, the market. Um, but you know, beside the market right. beside the market you have Nanjitan. Yes. Which is a kind of enclosed Market? market yeah it's like an um, old building that they've converted yeah. into like And it's got like else. other stuff too. It's got like a tailor it's got a and grocery like, store and like key cutter. Yeah, supplies, like, yeah, supplies and stuff. Watches. But the the thing that that a lot of people go there for is um, the meat. Is there's this chicken there's lady. this chicken lady, yeah, and she has um, feathery uh, skin mm-hmm. and two wings, and mm-hmm. she's a chicken lady. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, it's I funny. It. It's a joke. It's a woman who specializes in selling chicken, um, <laughs> and she has connections to the school. So she, when she sees foreigners, she kind of knows how to deal with them, basically. Uh, you get a lot of chicken from her, though. And you get a lot of chicken from her, and it's cheap. And uh, the one thing, if you do come to China, dear listeners, let me recommend this. If you're buying meat in a market, go early, because they slaughter the animals in the morning. And the, it's not refrigerated. Well, yeah, so I was going to say, I've been in Manjitan, like, yeah. during the afternoon, and walked by the meat section. It don't smell it good. It is. It don't smell good. If you're not used to the smell, yeah. it don't smell good. It's not rotting. It's a it particular smell. It's warm meat. Um, so what you need to do is you need to go early in the morning to buy the meat because that's when they've killed the animal and it's the freshest. It's very good meat at that point. Mm-hmm. If you go later in the day, you're risking potential mm-hmm. indigestion problems. Yeah. Um, and the last place I wanted to say mm. just about the market was, mm-hmm. uh, one that we already kind of brought up was Dashang, oh. which is more traditional supermarket, mm-hmm. like one that somebody would probably from the West would probably... Grok. Yeah, it would be like, oh, this looks like one. It's mm-hmm. got like, you know aisles and like you know foods and stuff and mm-hmm. they've got like the, the thing that makes me more comfortable with it is it has places that are refrigerated yes and that's like that even if it even if it's the same quality yeah. as the other stuff in Manchester, it just makes me it gives that extra Sense layer of, of like oh they yeah. know what's going on here they're yeah. keeping it cool yeah um and so that's nice so yeah that, that was just some some of our thoughts about food mm-hmm. i i hope i hope that was Good. It's all very good food. That's the thing too, though. I would say that I've found more bad restaurants in North America than I have in China. Really? Yeah. Mm. I think overall, it's like moderated. So like, there's less lows, but there's also less highs. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's pretty true. There's not really anything that comes on par with like a lamb. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like a lamb. 
Shout out to Lego Lamb. Shout out to Lego Lamb. They're our sponsor today. Yeah, it's true. Well, um, anything more to say about us? I think we're. we're I think good. we're good. I think from all of us here. Cool. Um, well, we're not wrapping up yet. Oh, we not. have to get to our fun new uh, segment after this. Oh, that's right. Coming up next, we're gonna be game over, man. Game over, man. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> All right. That's Welcome to another interlude. The music that's playing right now is a set of music that is on a near constant loop in Dashang. They have only about three songs, two of which you are going to hear by the end of this interlude. And uh, I really have no idea how the employees there have not gone insane. If I take one thing away from China, it'll be this music haunting my nightmares. One of the things I think we maybe didn't do a super good job about emphasizing is just how cheap things are here. For a good-sized meal, like some meat, veggies, some rice or noodles probably, you're looking at 12 kwai, which is about maybe $2 Canadian. Uh, when you're faced with something like that, the enthusiasm to cook, for me at least, goes out the window. When I do cook, it's usually something very simple but that's more about my abilities rather than the ambitions or the limitations being in China. But I mean, you heard Alden, I just have to marry Ann Coulter and all my problems will be solved. Coming up next, we have a project that Alden and I are both very excited about and proud to share with you. Uh, this new show is more focused on video games. Uh, I think the premise is pretty simple, and I think we explain it during the episode. At the time of the recording, we did not yet pick out a name for this show, but since then, and now that we're editing it, we have a name as well as a kick-ass theme, as always, which I love. So we're going to be releasing these on their own but I thought I should include it just as part of a main episode, kind of to give you guys a little idea of what it's going to be like. Anyways, I hope you guys like it, and um, I'll talk to you later.
Hi, I'm Alden, and this week I played Getting Over It, and boy, did I get over it. Welcome to a, a, a not yet named segment. <laughs> TBA. It's called TBA. It's called Too uh, Bad Alden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let's, let's think of a good name here. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I'm blanking right now. TBA. Too Bad Alden. You got a lot of games to play. It's kind of a lengthy one, but... <laughs> Sure. Actually, we should probably explain the premise too. Mm. So this um, is a this is a new show that we're demoing slash doing. I guess just doing. Yeah, we're just doing uh, it. Where I have I've bought way too many Steam games. Let's just put it that way. I've bought way I've put way too much money into something that I'll never be able to finish. So how, how many games do you have right now? Six hundred and seventy six, I think, at the moment. <laughs> but like at least one hundred and fifty of those. I won't play because they're Garbo or like weird demos or something like that that came with like other games. Regardless, I was reading these reviews from another person where he plays an hour yeah. of, a, of a game and then gives it a review on Steam. And I thought that was a, that's a very like... That's a cool way. It's a cool it. way of going about it. So I'm going to start and doing that. I'm going to start and try and do this. And this is an effort to try and push myself to finish something in my life because I'm an unfinished piece of garbage who doesn't appreciate his friend and all his hard work that he does. <laughs> Um, after an hour, what are you gonna like? Like, so, so an hour. You think that's enough time to like? Yeah, I think an hour is enough to get a sense of the game. And so, like, what are you? What are you gonna? What are you gonna talk? Like, like, are this is this is more yeah. meta, but like, I think I think maybe you should also say like whether or not you're gonna play it again. Yeah. So, so what what type of information are you gonna give us? Well, first off, I'm gonna to try and describe the game to Jacob in under two minutes. Right. Uh, using. No, nothing beyond descriptive adjectives. I can't, I can't, like, uh, just, really? descri- okay. I need to be, like, careful with how I describe it, basically. I'm going to be, have to be, I'm, it can't be, like, my man on the street thing. I'm going to have to describe it poetically. <laughs> Pretty much is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I'm going to, then I'm going to break down some of my thoughts with, uh, that I had while playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just going to give it a, a review out of 10 and would I not play it again? Would you keep on what playing? We, like keep playing? Would I keep playing at Pass an Hour? Cool. What did you play this week? I played Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Here, here, here we have our, our first segment then. We're past our first checkpoint and we're on to our second one, which, or our first one. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Hurry up mode. Um, so Alden, uh, I'm going to set the timer yeah. and under two minutes you... Two minutes or less, yeah. you have to tell me all about Bennett Foddy. Foddy? Foddy? Getting over it with Bennett Foddy. Yeah, yeah. Know, whatever. So here we go. One, two, three. Begin. Imagine a man emerging from a black cauldron and wielding a huge mallet. You can't see his legs. Yeah. And it's and it's it's just his torso. He's naked. He's muscly and bound. And you can move the mallet to m- move the body and the, the cauldron. In front of you lies. A mountain made up of various detritus and sort of odd shapes and things, canoes, paddles, washing machines, and it just climbs and gets higher and higher, and you have to use the mallet to drag your 
cauldron body up the side of the mountain. However, the controls are impossible and the physics are unforgiving. So you tend to make a lot of mistakes and you tend to fall quite a bit. So you have resets your progress. There's no saving and there are very little in the way of player aids. In fact, there's almost no player aids. Uh, couple this with uh, a smooth jazz track, which is very nice, some bluegrass music, and a pretentious asshole telling you different quotes about things and his design process, and you get getting over it with Bennett Foddy, which I think is a supreme meditation on the karmic rebirth cycle <laughs> and Zen Buddhist thought. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's how, I, how I would describe it. Well, good. Checkpoint two. Oh. Uh, move on to your general thoughts. What, what did you think about playing this for an hour? I've, I've, I've watched this. Yeah. I know this. I know yeah. this one pretty well. There yeah. will be other ones that yeah. I have this, no this idea. This is a game about, that's been so. covered by a lot of yeah. people who are better than me. Right. Uh, there are speed runs down to under two minutes. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who can do it under seven minutes. Wow. Um, you know, like there. This game has been talked to death. Um, so I'm not going to spend a too lot of time on going through the nitty gritty of it. There's yeah. just some things that I want to bring up that I really enjoyed about sure. it. Um, one thing I think the design um, of the game in that it's unforgiving is very refreshing. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like that. I like it when a game seeks to challenge you mm -hmm. um, and doesn't try and hide any of its bullshittery. Like it's it's just you versus the game. It's not trying to like doesn't cheat. The game isn't cheating, so mm -hmm. you can't cheat it. It's just a sort of it's a what's the word. Um, when you have all the information, like chess, you have all the information in front of you. Yeah, I don't know what you call that. Yeah, either. but you know that the thing. Uh, uh, so that was an aspect that I really enjoyed, the sort of sparseness of it. Yeah. Um, I really like the pretentiousness of it. I like the pretentiousness. I like the pret I love the fact that he had the fucking gall to do this. Yeah. That, I, that he sold it for money. That he, uh -huh. that he put his narrative over top of it. I yeah. love that. that. That it's so clearly... A, a work that he cared about, and B, a work he said, fuck it, whatever. I'm just Even gonna... though it's going to piss people yeah, off. Yeah, like he, it's both. It's this both, it's this sublime beauty of like going, this is work that clearly he just shit out, and this was like whatever, uh -huh. but also it's work that he cared about. And it's like, it's right in that knife's edge of just like, Whoa. the fact that it's getting over it with his name, funny, with yeah. his name, that's a brilliant little move right there. That in itself implies like some, you know, greater importance to the the person making it yeah. it's not often that you see a name of a video game with the name of the person who made it mm -hmm. um the only one i can really think of that jumps to mind is metal gear solid oh really you know he slaps his name on everything i mean he he deserves Hideo to. Kojima. Hideo Kojima yeah, deserves he just to. has it like on everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> written directed you know yeah. all this yeah. <laughs> it's just Hideo, Hideo, Hideo. That's so true. and like that's that's fine but uh, I really, I really enjoyed that that part of it. That uh -huh. sort of that stark beauty, yeah. like sort of like a cool winter's day. Um, the second part that I enjoyed was the music. Uh, as I alluded to before, there's some really good smooth jazz. Okay. That really takes the edge off or puts the edge on. Does it? Because I was gonna say I think it would make me more annoyed. It's both. It's brilliant because <laughs> it sort of calms you down when it's going along, and you're like, yeah. But then when you fuck up, you're just like. Oof. Because it's like, because it only plays when you fuck up. Right. It, his you, you bounce back, back down the And then the it sort of starts and playing. And it's like, yeah. only, only, uh, yeah, only, he has a British accent. Yeah. yeah. Only, only, gum back. <laughs> that's not so, so Jimmy Like, um, fall, fall down ten times, get up eleven. <laughs> what, what do we do, must wife? <laughs> must wife. 
She was only 19. <laughs> we play the jungle. <laughs> Some men want to see the world, man. <laughs> There's no feeling more um, intense than starting over. If you deleted your homework the day before it was due, as I have, or if you left your wallet at home and you have to go back after spending an hour in the commute, if you won some money at the casino and then put all your winnings on red but it came up black, if you got your best shirt dry cleaned before a wedding and then immediately dropped food on it, if you won an argument with a friend and then later discovered that they just returned to their original view, starting over is harder than starting up. If you're not ready for that, like if you've already had a bad day, then what you're about to go through might be too much. Feel free to go away and come back. I'll be here. So, so I really enjoyed that. There's this great blues bluegrass, 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 bluegrass track that plays, or sort of like old timey. Reminds yeah. me of um, Our Brother Art Thou. Yeah, it's bluegrass. It's like folk music. Yeah, yeah it's it's sure. really good. And uh, I can't remember the specific lyrics, but it was just a nice change of pace. Uh huh. Um, so the the. The again the the sound is also very stark. It's just this oh noise as the guy who swings his mallet. Yeah. And instead of sweating noises and the tink tink of the mallet. Mm-hmm. And a bit of wind. Um and finally, my thoughts on this Zen Buddhist thing, which I'm gonna just run past you. Yeah. Zen Buddhist. <laughs> my, or just sort of All like right, here we go. The we'll idea go so the whole point of the game is that you get over it, both figuratively and literally. Get over what? You'd get over your feelings of anger. But get over, like... Over the mountain? Over the mountain. Over You get up sure. and over the mountain, and you get over the feeling of frustration. Uh-huh. That's basically what Benefati is trying to say. Uh-huh. I think, personally. Sure. So, the game encapsulates this sort of, like, why are we here, who gives a fuck, meaningless struggle of life. Like, we all die in the end. Like we all Sis- get... Sisyphian... Yeah. Sisyphian... Ah, Sisyphian... Sisyphus. 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 Sisyphian yeah, task. Whatever. This... We all get over it in the end. We all die at the end of this journey that we take. Sure. And we needlessly put shackles on ourselves too. And this is the the, the part I love about Pot Man or Culture Man. He could climb out of that pot. It's not like he's stuck in that pot. I don't really know that. But for we, sure. He's, you see his torso and you see the mallet. Why not use his hands? Why not throw away the mallet? Why not step out of the cauldron? Why not try it's anything? The game. Well, I know it's like, the game. It's the parameters that you live in, but it's like the same thing in life, right? Like wow, we broke it through to a new stick, transition. We stick we stick our lives into these boxes. We go, Oh, I can I can never do that. I could never oh, yeah. do this. I can never go here. That's not it's not I'm not like that kind of person. But no, there's just artificial constraints that you're putting on yourself. A game is all about artificial constraints. That's all a game is, is artificially manufactured constraints to, to maneuver yourself through to get to some end goal. Ideally, the, the man in the cauldron should remove himself from the cauldron and, and simply ascend to, to opening his... His third eye and, and I like seeing the world. I can see you trying to think of something else seeing, to call it. But seeing the world as it is. You went with third eye. Third so eye. Yeah. But he, he exists in this cauldron and he could... So he, much backstory to him here. That's the, this is my thoughts. All right? He wanted this. <laughs> he fine, wanted this. Fine. Jacob asked for this. Yeah, I know. I know. So to me, when I when I play it, it's it's... A representation of of modernity, or at least being alive, because there are things that are challenges, and you try again, and you try again, and you try again, and you're failing, but you keep trying and trying and trying until you get over it. And theoretically, you probably could remove a lot of the constraints on yourself, but I think actually it's very difficult to. Uh-huh. Or maybe even that the message is 
you do so in spite of the limitations. Like the human body is naturally limited. So maybe it's the beauty of life that we continue regardless of our limitations, regardless of the things that we place upon ourselves. And we find some comfort and solace and get over things, even though we are constrained by doubt, uh-huh. pain, love, happiness, sadness, all those things that, that hamper our, our world view or our clarity or our ability to interact with the real or the unreal. Yeah. Maybe that's just, that's the point. So these were all thoughts I was having. Yeah. I was sure, for funny. my money, I feel like you're getting a lot more out of it. Than, I mean, maybe there's a transcendent like thing, but I think in in but in, does that matter? In maybe, general, maybe 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 I mean, it's fine. Everyone artists, gets what they want out of it, yeah, but I just so think it's I I can't I, I can't personally like I just think it's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> I think it's so stupid. I think it's brilliant. I think if a if a piece of work or art can move yeah. you to think these thoughts, I don't care what the original intention was. I don't care what. Yeah, that's fine. What the what other people think. That for me it's a piece of transcendent art. I think it's a brilliant examination not only of video games, mm-hmm. but of our own personal attitude towards art and video games. And I would say that this is one of the first um or not one of the first, one of the few video games that legitimately I would call classify art over game rather than game over art. Okay. There are a few games that I would also put in that category. Mm-hmm. Um so Gone little, Home, yeah. for an example. Uh, sure. Um, a couple others that I need to go and, and maybe maybe that's... we'll maybe yeah. we'll get to them on on the exactly. show later. But there are definitely this is a game that I put into the art category rather than the game category. Okay. Final. Any final thoughts? Um. No. Uh, next checkpoint. Uh, yeah. final final score, and final final judgment. Yeah. I I would play again. I would play more. Yeah, and I would. You would play more, I would even play, though I would play more. Really, I would play more. Yeah. Why? Because like I, when would you would you just put it on like like for like five minutes? <laughs> okay. Or like maybe it's like meditation. Uh huh. You know, or just to see if I fail again. Okay. You know, hmm. All right, I wouldn't play. play for like an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'd have to give it like a seven out of ten. Okay. Um, that seems kind of harsh. Maybe I shouldn't give a score. No screw, no scores. Scores aren't needed. That's fine. At this point, I think this is an unscorable well, game. That that's fine. We, we might come back to scores. We might. Yes, yeah. you might decide. Who that knows? You want to keep this? This in is my show. I'm running this, this is show. Your show. I'm running. Mission complete. So, if you want to see uh, any more of Alden's uh, adventures, if you want to see him doing it, like live yeah. check out our twitch channel we're going to be doing it i don't know we'll do it's... a schedule sometime we'll also be releasing these on our youtube channel uh so check check up on that if you feel like uh going further and mm-hmm. seeing him do it work through it there but anyways this has been a dark wolf media bonus episode bonus show real bonus, things bonus show bonus show yet to be <laughs> determined what the name is <laughs> tba too too bad all of
like wine. I'm going where the water tastes like wine. I'm going where the water tastes like wine, wine, wine. The music for this interlude is Going Down That Road Feeling Bad by Woody Guthrie. And this is the music that is playing in the game while Bennett Foddy talks about his meta-narrative of actually constructing the game and what went into it. For the record, I understand what the game is all about, but I still find it kind of annoying. Weird thing that I learned from the Wikipedia page is that players that make it to the top are in like a special club, and they get to go into a chat room and talk to other players that have also finished the game. It seems like a kind of cool thing for an exclusive group of people, because this game really is for a select group of very pain-seeking people, and it's only for the special few. Speaking of only for the special few, our next segment, which is Picks of the Week, as it always is, is about another pop culture artifact that has been talk to death when it comes to hot takes. So we're not really focusing on the movie itself, but we're kind of giving some alternatives to it. I will just say this about the pop culture artifact that we're going to be talking about for Picks of the Week. Um, something I think we've learned through these past years is just because you are a nerd, and just because you know lots of trivia, and just because maybe you feel isolated and outside of the world, doesn't mean that you can't be a bully, and you can't exclude people as well. And that's where a lot of my problems with the movie that we'll be talking about come from. Again, I don't want to spend a ton of time because I feel like it's actually kind of been talked to death already if you've been looking into it. But if you're interested in this subject, look for some other articles in the footnotes. Also in the footnotes is going to be the links to our Twitch and YouTube pages. We're hoping to get those up pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Also, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, for any other important announcements that we have. You're Let's get back to Woody Guthrie and back to our picks of the week. I said your $2 shoe hurts my feet. Your $2 shoe hurts my feet. Lord God, I ain't gonna be treated this way. I ain't gonna be treated this way. I ain't gonna be treated this way, and I ain't gonna be treated this way, Lord God, I ain't gonna be treated this way. So much, man. So painfully, you suck. <laughs> I'm the worst. Anyway, well, well, welcome to Picks of the Week, where we pick things that we like to pick. Way to cut me off, but yeah, that's exactly correct. We're picking things that we like. Uh, because we like him. And here's the sting that Alden made that was his picks of the week that he totally said he was going to do last episode and never did till now. Um, um, I zing. It's getting back at me for my loud noises earlier. Yeah, take that. Yeah, um, reminding me of my failures where I'm just annoying you physically, you damage me emotionally. That's okay. That's our, that's our relationship, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, um, our, our picks of the week this week come with a little bit of a theme... We just saw Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One, the um, the smash hit, nineteen eighties, <laughs> nostalgia driven fuck fest. Jesus. <sighs> um, well, it should have been a fuck fest. I guess that's sort of my point. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. 
In 2045, it's still ranked the fastest growing city on Earth. But it sure doesn't seem like it when you live in the stacks. They called our generation the missing millions. Missing not because we went anywhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere except the Oasis. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. A world where the limits of reality are your own imagination. Well, okay, so... Let's go back to we... your theme thing. Let's not get too sidetracked. Let's... <laughs> sinews, right? The sinews that we want to build up. We, uh... So, so we saw... We saw Ready Player One, <laughs> which, uh... Directed by Steven Spielberg, based mm-hmm. on a book by Ernest Cline, mm-hmm. all about a virtual reality world called the Oasis, mm-hmm. where our main characters are searching for uh, an Easter egg. Yeah. They all like take place in this video game, and so they're they're you know. And it's in the context of a dystopian future. Yeah, but things, it doesn't really touch on it. If you, if you think really long enough, like why is why is the government allowing this to happen? Yeah. Why is this other company yeah. letting this happen? Like it falls apart pretty yeah. whatever. Um, and but, but and, the idea is that people have retreated to the yeah. virtual reality because the real world is shitty. So they so pretty much everybody, uh, their mom, the yeah. dog, the cats. Uh-huh. They're all they're all in this VR world. Another point that was brought up. This is totally an aside. Great. Uh, I love I love just being having to cut through. Sorry, no, it's okay. We'll no, stop. I'll go stop. ahead. No, 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 it's fine. No, finish your thought. No, it no. might fit in. Uh, it's just that it's odd that there are no NPCs. Every character in that oh, that's true. is is a yeah. real person, which is insane. That's pretty true. Like that's that. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, but we're not actually going to talk your ear no. off about it um, because a lot has already been said about it. I think that if you look at the difference, there was if you look at the the reviews that came out during the book in 2011, and then you look about this movie, which is coming out 2018. Yep. Or the book was 2015, something like yep. that. Anyways, in between that, those times, we've had a lot more examination of gamer culture of and nostalgia. nerd culture, nostalgia. And so this, there's been a lot of backlash towards this movie. Um, I would say Maybe that, I think the book deserves it more than the movie. Sure. I think Alden and I are both in agreement that this movie, while being bad, Mm -hmm. is redeemed somewhat by some strong performances by Mark Rylance. Uh, He's really great. Um, Because he does something different. And Steven Spielberg. Those are the two things that really... Music for me, too. Not the... Sure. Sure. The music, the original music is really good. I mean, it's classic Spielberg, like what you would expect from him. Um, I think he elevates what would otherwise be... A pretty, pretty, Boring. pretty average, like whatever. It's like you know a sci-fi action, whatever yeah. thing. Um, but he's able to transcend it a little bit towards the end. He makes it not. He makes it kind of interesting. Um, but really, you can't get you can't get past the the flaws in the theme yeah. and the characters and the writing. And the dry cynicism of it all too, because yeah, it, so. it it's getting all this funding and money from the fact that people love these nostalgic figures. But the message in the movie is that gamers are unique and special and not corporate. But it's a corporation making it. Like, the well, people... they're 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 all they're all in avatars yeah. based on things, things that, that were created by, by corporations. Yeah, for so money. it's kind of ironic. And um, it's like this, like for sure. Yeah. Um, and the the movie itself, as an yeah. artifact, like the movie itself, is designed as a vessel to make money. 
off of people buying this false memory. Well, okay, Which, so I don't again. Yeah. I didn't want this to be a huge long yeah. thing, but Sorry. I will say I will say that um, one thing that I s- thought was really interesting is that the things that it's aping, mm-hmm. like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. um, Star Wars, mm-hmm. all these different things, are them themselves yeah. based in nostalgia. Yeah, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, yeah. uh, Robert Zemeckis, all these people from the '80s were making these movies based on movies that they yeah. themselves had seen and they themselves yeah. had liked, and they were steeped in nostalgia as well. But they so this is nostalgia. This is a shade of this is like you know twice yeah. removed. Like but I was, would, I, like like Star Wars and Indiana Jones are based on like yeah. action serials yeah. of the day or adventure yeah. stories. These are based on those based on stories. Yeah. Um, I would, and so, that's like the. Weak. Yeah. That's so weak. That's like barely, barely anything. Things. So that's why Spielberg kind of props it up a little bit. I would say that the other the movies that were, you know, homages or or based off of nostalgia, like Star, Star Wars and all those ones, at least they did it with a bit of subtlety, with a bit of yeah. originality. Well, well, and they've become more famous than yeah the original product. The original product ever was. Yeah. Nobody's watching stuff from like yeah. the stuff that Spielberg and yeah. Lucas were watching. You know, yeah. no one no one watches Flash Gordon anymore. That's where he got. Speak the for yourself. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh. So that that's our dry and dirty like five minute mm-hmm. like review. Yeah. Uh, not gonna go super into it because yeah. you know honestly there's a lot of people. Yeah. I think we both came out as like a five. Yeah. Like it technically it passes yeah. as a movie five. I checked 10. all the rubric boxes, but. but... For all USA listeners, by the way, fifty percent in Canada is passing. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what to that all says. the US listeners out there, why is your pass sixty five percent? It's just fucking weird. Um. <laughs> anyways, throughout the whole entire movie, all that we're talking because that's yeah. what we do, anyways. <laughs> but we were just saying that there are so many other better movies and better yeah. examples of pop culture or anything that has done yeah. this better. And so, like, some ones that came to mind for me yeah. while I was watching the movie are Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Like, does a way better... It has yeah. all these all these IPs in there. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. way better idea for a yeah. video game A movie. video game yeah. world kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Another example would be Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Or Blade Runner. Or just Blade, <laughs> Blade Runner. Runner. Just Blade Runner. The Matrix is also a better yeah. example of this. Yeah. Those are just a couple, yeah. uh, but we came up with some other ones which are a little bit more obscure. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to go first? Or you well, I've got a bunch of. I mean, like the idea of yeah. a VR world lends its roots to deeply in cyberpunk. That's where I'm coming from. This from. So, like, what springs to mind for me is uh, Neuromancer. Um, anything by uh, William Gibson basically uses VR heavily. The idea uh-huh. of the sprawl, these sort of things. There's a book by Neil Stevenson called Snow Crash, which was like a Gonzo cyberpunk novel it's about 200 pages long 250 pages i'd really recommend reading it if you have a chance it's like a fantastic the main character is called hero protagonist uh-huh. uh, which i just i love uh-huh. uh it's got just some bizarro stuff in it uh the, the right the author is west coast nerd all the way through he was involved in a lot of the early stuff in the 80s and 90s uh-huh. very um, yeah very strange but i think driven dude one the moments are the most on the nose for me is the series called Otherland uh-huh. by Tad Williams. Long, massive. Um, in the future, there's this VR world where you get neurocranially sort of jacked into it. Um, so, And it's a much more serious being involved in this world. Like, you can log in, log out. But, like, if you're in there too long, you suffer muscle degradation, things like that. Because you're not physically moving about. You're just lying there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a much better examination of what this world would be like mm-hmm. with greater, greater depth and, and I'd recommend reading it if you have the time. Mm-hmm. But this one series, 
Uh, it's by William Gibson, but it's not related to his his famous one. It's this hard. It's called the Hard Light series, mm-hmm. or and it's about basically at the core of it, uh, a guy trying to marry a virtual reality pop star mm-hmm. and artificial intelligence. So this rock star wants to marry a virtual reality pop star, and the second novel it's called Iduru, which is how the Japanese would pronounce idol. It says I D O R U. And it's all about this sort of interesting conjunction between the real and the unreal mm-hmm. and how it kind of doesn't matter at some points or let, like they can be over, they can be overlaid and be just as real. Mm-hmm. And it's this really cool meditation on like, what do we view, like if our world, if our data from our world, our personal data is so enmeshed on like this virtual reality, it can affect both ways. And uh, so, for example, the main character feels incredibly guilt-ridden because this woman that he was sort of corporately spying on ends up killing herself because of his actions mm-hmm. through manipulating social media data and stuff like that because they wanted to make her a new pop star and it actually drove her to insanity. S- surprisingly prescient for uh, yeah. the Facebook and uh, exactly. So it's like stuff, huh? it's 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 a super intelligent meditation on the on the dangers and and sort of reality of the two combining. And it just does it way better than than anything in Ready Player One. Yeah. And so that's my suggestion. The Hard Light series by William Gibson. And I think the first one is, I can't remember what the first book's called, but the second one's called Iduru. Or Idoru. Minor correction there, it's actually the Virtual Light sure. series. Great. Apologies. Uh, Canadian, American Canadian author? Yeah, William Gibson. American Canadian. That's such a weird thing to hear. He's, I, William Gibson lives near me. Uh, he lives yeah. in Vancouver. He's a personal fan of mine. He invented, or co-invented, cyberpunk. He was sort of in this wave of early he's 80s. He's a fan of yours? I'm a fan of him. Yeah, you said... So, you said he's a huge fan of He's a huge fan of Do we have to get him on... Oh, on shit. No, I'm a massive fan of... Like, <laughs> okay. I, he's, yeah, no, he's I like an <laughs> idol of mine. Um... And he, he co-invented, or he was sort of on the front line of cyberpunk in the early 80s. And then he also, weirdly, co-invented steampunk at the same time mm-hmm. with um, another author when they co-wrote The Difference Engine, which is a fantastic novel. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Really good. He's just a, so ahead of his... He's, just, he's like thinking on another level. It's crazy. Like He's so ahead of his time. His stuff is still relevant, even though he wrote it in the 90s. It's still like, oh, that... That's a plausible future. That's a. It's that aware, I guess. Okay, cool. So, the one that I have is called Kimmy sixty six. the The pick that I have is um, a comic book by mm. Aaron Alexvich, who uh, was actually a concept artist for Invader Zim. Mm. And if you look at his art, he looks very similar to mm-hmm. Invader Zim. It's got this weird, like, cartoon slash anime esque. Mm-hmm style to it thick thick black line for the edging mm-hmm. so he, he's 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 also besides invader zen alex Alex alexvich aaron oh aaron alexvich has also done stuff like eldridge serenity rose some stuff that i haven't actually read but i totally like forgot about this comic book until watching this movie because i was thinking like oh wait this sounds really similar um i'll read the i'll read the the blurb here by the 23rd century life on earth has changed drastically virtual reality is not just possible but ubiquitous most people live online in fantasy worlds called layers that fit anybody's desires from space opera to fantasy to some kind of crazy, happy, super deformed anime style. Telly is a 14 year old girl of the asylum lair who only has two friends in the world, Nico Cat and the eponym, ep, eponym, eponym, how do you say that? 
Eponymous? Epo- Eponymous? Epony. Epony. Eponymous. I can never eponymous? say that right. Eponymous? If I'm not thinking about Hippopotamus. Eponymous. Yeah, the Hippopotamus, Kimmy 66, a genus of high caliber. Kimmy, however, has just sent Telly a note, a suicide note. As she doesn't know anything about who Kimmy is offline, she and Nico Cat are left in the dark before Kimmy begins mysteriously appearing all throughout the network. So, so her, her friend dies. Mm. She only has three friends. She's a very lonely girl. She only has three friends, and they only interact in the in the VR world. Mm-hmm. And Kimmy dies, but then she starts showing up, and she's like that floating black like mm-hmm. um, one that was. But she's just floating there in the air, and like she destroys the whole entire world. Like yeah. she just shows up and she destroys it, yeah. and like nobody knows why. It's like all this. So a lot of it is this mystery thing. Yeah. Telly's trying to figure out what actually happened to her friend. Why yeah. is this showing up or whatever? And it's it's a lot over over her head. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a ton of action per se in it or anything. There's a lot of like humor, but it's pretty dark, I would say. Um, it's a similar world to Ready Player One. Um, you saw the art, it's more cartoony, um, but it's way bigger themes about like isolation and loneliness mm-hmm. and like suicide and like reality versus, um, mm-hmm. you know, like virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was just struck by the fact that this. This book just reaches way mm-hmm. farther into something that mm-hmm. Ready Player One purports to mm-hmm. talk about, but it's a very shallow mm-hmm. understanding of like reality versus uh, being in the game. So I would suggest uh, if you're going to see Player One, mm-hmm. uh, I suggest also check out Kimmy 66. It's really good. It's probably in your library. That's where I found it. Um, well, uh, I guess we have uh, a couple books. What <laughs> yeah. books should you guys pick out? Virtual yeah. Light, William Gibson, yeah. Kimmy 66, Aaron Alex Fitch. I can't yeah. say his name right. Uh, this is where we leave you, Bye. dear audience. Bye. Um, I hope you have a good hope you have a good day. And a good night. Or a good night. And don't let the bed, bed, bite, bed bugs bite. And if they do, beat them till they're black and blue. Wait, so you're gonna you're gonna finish it by playing one hour and never yeah, touching it again? That I'm that I'm committing to something. Cause <laughs> so, because d- deep down, Jacob, yeah. I'm afraid of commitment because that means I could fail at something. <laughs> if I try and commit to something, this is this is this has gotten too real. What I'm trying <laughs> to say, I'm just trying to say on air that Jacob is the the rock. <laughs> I'm cutting this. I don't know why you're. <laughs> he is he this. is Peter. I'm Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're my rock.
Come right. on, religion, 101. Pick it up. Yeah, all, all that religion that we both experienced. I, I, you know that Peter is the rock of You Are My Rock. He goes yeah. to Rome. Yeah, I know he sets that. Up the he said, "You're my rock." Jesus like, said to he's Peter, like, "Paper covers it." Jesus so Christ, I win. You don't know <laughs> that's this how very Jesus, simple that's parable. How Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because Jesus won. He's like, "Here's my this paper covers a rock." And Judas is like, "Scissors, motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so uh, oh, that's a weird, that'd be a dope name for like a rapper, like hip 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 hop hip hop anonymous. It's just like the, the Fly of the Concords, Hip Hopopotamus. Anyway, and the rhyme Monoceros. <laughs> Kimmy, however. <laughs> I'm on track. I'm totally taking that all out. No! <laughs> That's just, just the L there. No! <laughs> Jacob's controlling my narrative. <laughs>